Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast of Jordan Haas, or a pod. What? I don't even know the name of my own damn show. Hi, welcome. Uh, anyway, hi. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Uh, this is going to be a, a quick episode, maybe. I do not know, actually. Uh, just to just start with the, uh, hey, catch up. Um, no. I still don't have my Microsoft account. It's still locked, so it's great. Watching an Xbox developer conference, seeing this hot new game called Hi Fi Guy or what? What is it with the chai? It's it looks cool. It looks like a game I would enjoy. And then I realized I can't play it on Game Pass because I don't have an Xbox account to play it with. Thankfully, it is on Steam. It is thirty dollars. So when this episode ends, I will probably uh, buy it, play it for a bit, and then probably give my thoughts soon. Uh, additionally, the weather has been shit. It's been raining. It's been windy. There's been an earthquake. I don't know if you heard about this in L.A., but there's been earthquakes. And I mean, like, holy smokes, earthquakes. Uh, and it, it's just sort of been one of those uh, days where it's just like, yeah, I just don't want to do a podcast at the moment. Um, it's not that I want... It, I, I've changed it so it's I update it when I feel like it because I want to have episodes when it's something I really want to talk about. Uh, and this is... And, like, it's weird because, like, Physical 100 came out on Netflix and I was hell-bent on, like, oh, okay, this is going to be the episode where I talk about a game show again. But they only have two episodes, and it's okay with the two episodes, but I, I want more to probably uh, complete my review. Um, <clears throat> there's all that Justin Rowland news, because uh, obviously uh, he is a felon with battery and, uh, you know, wrongful uh, arrest. And it's one of those cases of the internet's going to be either taking the piss out of this, come to his defense, or it's going to be he ends up like Elon Musk and has big divorce dad energy and goes anti-woke. And it's just going to be miserable. Um, but on the positive, I don't want to talk about that only because, one, I think that there's still been a victim in this. There's still like a domestic abuse that happened here and it's like well i i don't know what's the best joke to give so the closest i did was uh the jeff Keeley, who's a fan of justin roiland because i think that's right at the edge of what should be appropriate here uh and it's still very gross I could see why Adult Swim wants to continue Rick and Morty because it makes them a shitload of money. Um, but you're going to have to change a whole lot of stuff. I, I tweeted this earlier this week. I was like, you know what would be good is if you just change it so Rick and Morty have different voices and it's entirely different episodes every episode because it's all about Elseworld stories now. It's not just the... it's And you can, you can change that with Jerry and Summer and all that. Uh, but I just think they're just going to do whatever's cheapest to make the most money. Uh, Warner Bros. Discovery is a terrible merger. So many uh, things got canceled. So many good ideas ended. And it hit me 
uh, real quick that uh, today, also in the news, during the Xbox thing, uh, they are canceling Doom Patrol, which sucks because I like Doom Patrol, but maybe they're going to come up with a fitting ending. It makes sense to end it because Brendan Fraser uh, is moving on to bigger, better things. And they had like a great cast, like Matt Bomer uh, work on that. And I expect good things to happen and a good finale. Uh, but also got rid of Titans, and I'm excited because I don't like Titans. I think that was one of the worst shows to ever come out because they just made a CW show, but they say fuck and shit and here's some ass and try to do some sort of like fan service. But the fan service came across as like, um, I don't know what's the best way to describe it. Uh, you know, like how on in some C uh, Disney Plus shows, they're like Star Wars. You're supposed to cheer when you hear Obi Wan Kenobi. It was like that, and just not my thing. Uh, so I'm excited and happy. I I ended up in a very happy note. Uh, personal wise, though, and I had to take a little break for the last couple of days because I've been sobbing, uh, because um. Essentially, uh, a physical therapist uh, stopped coming over because, according to their quotes, she, my mom is not getting better and there's nothing we can do. And that just broke my heart. Um, so I'm trying to figure out what's next. And um, I'm going to move on from there. Um, that's not really the, the topic for today's episode. Um, so, last week we talked about Games Master. Uh, I, I will say, hey, you know what? Hey, CW, you want a quick hour-long game show that's, that's gaming content? And you could pair it with maybe the Penn & Teller show or something? Give it a go, it's very cheap. Um, I, so I, I was thinking Games Master, uh, all last week because of game content. Then, Giant Bomb layoffs hit... And that really threw me for a loop from last yesterday, last week's episode. Uh, EGM closed its doors. Uh, it, it's it's a lot of game content just <laughs> disappearing. And it's like, so the, the, there's no real room for, of course, journalism because everything's now a content creator economy. And I'm just scared of the, how that's going to handle with just in terms of uh, coverage on a neutral standpoint. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. People are just going to take the bag any chance they get. And people like Jeff Gersman, who are advocates for just neutral, just, I hate to say ethics, are just going to end up just like having to create their new lane of just, here's some old games I like, and just move away from editorial. Uh, but they'll come up with opinions and still review structure. Uh, which is always going to be welcomed in this arena. Um, but it got me thinking about not just video games, but game shows. Uh, my my specialty subject is game shows. I've always talked about game shows. This is I, I, this would be a game shows, I suppose, episode if it wasn't for the fact that, like, it's tough. So, uh, first things first, I want to say the big subject title of the get day, and this is going to be big... <clears throat> Hey, game show fandom, it's your pal Jordan. 
you know all these new game shows you just sort of just glaze over? I think it will be a good idea, a really good idea, if you could archive them. Just like you do 1970s game shows that lasted maybe eight episodes. Because just like those, these game shows that were made in the 2010s, 2011, 2012, only lasted about eight to ten episodes, maybe six. Then they get, guess what happens? They get put on Hulu. They get put up on uh, ABC.com, CBS.com, Paramount+. And then after a little while, they get pulled away and you cannot watch them. You cannot watch these modern-day game shows. So a whole lot, and I do mean a whole lot of game shows from the last 10 years are pretty much burned to a crisp in the ether, never to be seen from or heard from again. And to me, that's the biggest mistake we could currently have in the exciting world of game shows. Because game shows are are very, first of all, very fickle because a lot of people just want to talk about Game Show Network and Buzzer because the 70s and 80s, because that's what they grew up with or because that's what the Game Show Network was or what they watched on YouTube or something, something. You can watch whatever you want. But when it comes to terms of the genre of game show, we are looking at, say, anywhere between 2000 to now, like the last 23 years, you can't find every game show out there and there are hundreds of game shows from the last 20 years you cannot watch every episode of it's your chance of a lifetime the fox game show that was a considered a cheap ripoff of millionaire greed you can kind of get that because bob Bowden kind of thankfully put that up on game show network you have things like uh i don't know let's see here uh bet on your baby that lasted uh, two seasons you can't put you, there's really no place to find them. Over on the hub, you have things like Picturica, Scrabble Showdown, The Game of Life. Uh, you, you have a family game that, and there are places where if you look hard enough, you can find them. But then, like after a while, they just kind of disappear, and you can't see them again. You have ABC game shows because they gave it a chance, like Opportunity Knocks, Downfall, uh, uh, the. The what was it? The 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 what was that game show with the uh you deserve it. Big fan, Jimmy Kimmel's big fan. How about Set for Life, the other Jimmy Kimmel project? Hey, you know what was also great? Uh they had a, a new battle bots, and I think you can watch that on Discovery Plus, but I am not sure. NBC has given chances for game shows, not just like modern day reboots of things like Small Fortune or Weakest Link, or Password. No, there have been things like Who is Still Standing, and things like uh, Amnesia, and shows like Identity, and One Versus 100, and Deal or No Deal. And the only way you can see Deal or One Versus 100 is if Game Show Network gets the rights to air it. But a lot of these obscure game shows that maybe lasted two seasons like Identity, you cannot watch. Anywhere I checked, if you're going to check, you, the only place you can really look for it is on YouTube, and it's only select episodes because most of the time it's someone who was a contestant on the show uploading it, or a game show archivist who only has one or two episodes. And to me, that is the biggest shame 
currently in the world of game shows. We're too stuck in 1980s or 1970s that we kind of forget about a lot of things from the 2000s beyond. And that is the topic of today's episode. Because to me, that is modern day. That is the current status of game shows. When Game Show Network started, maybe a lot people grew up and they were like 19, 11, 12, maybe even their 20s, because they had this sort of uh, nostalgia for things from the 90s and 80s, because maybe they were kids of the 90s and 80s. But when we look at things like, say, My Family's Got Guts, that uh, family reboot on Nickelodeon, nowhere to really find it. It's not on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, when we look at things like um, Beat the Clock, that was one of the last game shows to air on Discovery Family, <laughs> good luck. I mean, I tried. I, I It was there for a while, no longer there. And that, to me, is a shame because I thought the Beat the Clock reboot was actually pretty good. A lot of these game shows that we kind of just glance over and then forget about disappear. Cash Cab, for instance, it lasted on Discovery for like a thousand episodes. Can you figure out where to watch it? Like legally? How about just in a in your friend group, in your game show friend group? How do you watch Cash Cab? You know it won Emmys, right? So your best chance is whatever aired on Game Show Network. That's it. That's all you get is whatever was on Game Show Network. Which is also a shame, because guess what? There have been hundreds of game shows, and I'll keep throwing these out there. A Minute to Win It. Like, the early first season, when it was in that really dark set, and they just kept playing the Minute to Win It was like a different theme song. Or, what about uh, when CBS did uh, one, the Wonderwall game show? What was that Wonderwall game show? Winning Lines. They had Winning Lines. Can you find the episodes of Winning Lines or Power of Ten or Million Dollar Password? How about uh, when when NBC uh, tried to do what was that what was that weird game show? Uh, it, it was like um, was it C or was it CBS? Well, Welcome to the Neighborhood. It was that weird reality show. Um, that that one. Or uh, take the money and run on ABC. It was kind of just find the briefcase of money and get interrogated. How about like the first ep season episodes of To Tell the Truth? Thankfully, ABC has just put up a streaming channel for summer fun and game shows, which includes To Tell the Truth. But there's also one for Millionaire with Kimmel, which is also good. Maybe we need to archive these because Supermarket Sweep might eventually disappear off Hulu. Now, where are you going to watch the Leslie Jones version of Supermarket Sweep, but in a somewhat edited version on YouTube? That is not the way to watch archivals. YouTube is not the best because of copyright claims. You have to somewhat edit the audio, tweak it, or somewhat change the video a bit so you can watch it. And that's kind of a shame because a lot of these videos end up just either falling through copyright or end up just being in someone's server never to see the light of day, which those people are real heroes because I know you guys definitely keep it to yourself. Um, so when it comes to game show archival, where do you watch these game shows? And of course, I'm talking now about like American game shows. Uh 
they had a show called Win, Loser, Pawn. They had a, what was it? The, uh, they had a, a show with the, the, the Pawn Stars. It was like a history-based show uh, that was hosted by Chris Titus. They had a um, Pontoon Payday, which sucked. They had Hair Jacked, it sucked. Um, I mean, these shows sucked, but I, I think you need to keep them in an archive somewhere because this have been projects and productions, and there have been people who worked on these shows. And it's kind of weird to see a show that maybe aired 12 times in the course of a full year uh, end up just airing once. Maybe you can watch it online, and then it gets buried. That's what happens. Look at the really shitty reality shows of the 2000s. Like anything from Joe Millionaire and Boot Camp to the likes of the early Hell's Kitchen, which I think could still watch, uh, all the way to things like uh, uh, Money uh, for Love or Money and Average Joe, those two dating experiments. What about The Glass House? The, the reality show so controversial, the big brother producers sued. Can you watch that? Can you watch Manhunt, the ill-fated UPN reality show where they looked for male models? Or Manhunt, the really rejected UPN reality show hosted by John Cena as Big Tim. Hey, whatever happened to Fox Reality? How can you watch Solitary, one of the greatest reality shows to come out in the last 20 years? You have to kind of Really, like weasel way through daily motion to find these episodes and a lot of them really bad quality what about a uh, battle of the bods the other fox reality show what about uh some of the other great game show network originals you know we talk about whammy we we talk about uh win tuition cram lingo we talk about uh, friend or foe. We talk about idiot tests. We talk about uh, chain reaction. They, there are hundreds and hundreds of game show archivals, and they just sort of just fizzle away. And I don't think a lot of people in our modern era of game shows want to collect those for some reason. Maybe because to them it's just gonna it's meaningless. Or two, they're just not focused on the present, they're focused on the past. But this is now the new past. Like, when Game Show Network started in, like, 1990s, like, the shows that they aired were, like, from the 80s and 70s, like, 20 years, like, same amount of time from the 2000s onward. And I don't know if anyone has any, like, whereabouts for some of these big million-dollar game shows that happened you can watch Pepsi's play for a billion. I don't know if you can watch the Jamie Kennedy episode, but you can definitely watch the Drew Carey one. Uh, it's to me, that's the biggest frustration right now to me as a fan of game shows, because as we are speaking right now, there are some game shows out there in the world, 25 words or less. And, uh, you bet your life. I think even Pictionary all are on Fox syndication. And all of those shows are on YouTube by their official producers, but there might eventually be a time when these shows get pulled or axed, and are they going to be left up by the production team, or are they going to end up being locked up and privatized? 
To me, that's the question I need to know. Because, so, for instance, 24 Words Less is still a pretty good show. Uh, but there needs to be some sort of safety. Same thing with Funny You Should Ask. Same thing with How About That. You know, speaking of Funny You Should Ask, you know, everyone watches that and says it's a ripoff of Hollywood Squares and it's just such a weird show. But they brought back Hollywood Squares as Hip Hop Squares and Nashville Squares. Those two ended up on VH1 and MTV. But they, I'm sorry, CMT. And they ended up lasting a few episodes, but where do you watch them? It's not on it's not on Paramount Plus. So where's the places? Barmageddon is now out right now in USA Network, which tells me it's on Peacock. How many long do you think it'll last before they pull the plug on that? How about the wheel with Michael McIntyre? There will be a time when those get pulled because they do that all the time. For instance, take it all with Howie Mandel. I thought that was such an okay game show. It really had a few twicks, but for, for me, when I watch that show, it's like, but you know what? There is still something interesting about it. And sometimes you just want to watch it just to see like, well, that was interesting, but to me, that's the only reason is a lot of these formats had an interesting thing. It wasn't a fully fleshed out idea, but some of the graphic packages, the hosting presentation, the contestants maybe were likable. The game format was fantastic. There were certain things, and then just sort of just fizzles. That, to me, is the big shame in all this. And that is why I, I am just so frustrated right? this. Um, game Show Network uh, is smart enough to... They're trying to create their own originals very cheaply because almost everything is worth $10,000 and requires a mass group of contestants of two, three, or four. Uh, but... They're very harmless formats, but they're not really in the uh, lineup constantly because the Game Show Network, like every cable channel, it's a litmus test with Family Feud reruns. If it, if it meets or beats, it's going to air. Uh, if, if we don't want to do Family Feud, we'll put America Says. If we won't put America Says, we'll put People Puzzler. We'll put Masterminds and just go on from there. Um... And that is, once again, American game shows. I'm going to keep saying American game shows because I'm pretty sure this is not an American problem. I'm sure this is an international problem with all sorts of ideas that have existed, not just in America, but maybe in places like India or Israel, where they have these big, hot new formats they want to dish out. Places like Germany that has very cerebral game shows. Uh, places like Australia, where they have things like the Million Dollar Minute. And it's like, wow, I really want to watch Million Dollar Minute. I know that was like a rebooted attempt at Sale of the Century. Where the hell do you watch it? it that to me is... I, I know there's been there's been problems with the host of Deal or No Deal over there. But what if you want to watch the Australian Deal or No Deal? I can only watch a few episodes because of it being on YouTube and Daily Motion, but there were over like a thousand almost of that show. It was a daily show for two hundred thousand Amer uh, Australian dollars. Nothing. Uh, next, uh, the UK, also one of those ones that I like to think about because 
not because I, I, I don't want to make this line like, well, the UK is better than us because, I mean, a lot of their formats are just half-assed as well. But things like, uh, what was it, like uh, Ejector Seat or things like um, the Fuse or Freeze Out or the Edge, which was like a roll the ball kind of show. Those are really like interesting formats, but you can't really watch every episode. It's nowhere to be archived. So you're kind of just out of luck. But there are certain shows that ended up getting acclaimed because they were primetime shows or talked about like the Crystal Maze. But there were things like Red or Black that were like kind of failures, but also well watched because Ant and Deck were hosting. Where do you watch those? You have to watch them on YouTube. Uh, that is kind of where my head is at in terms of game shows. We are doing a very, very, very poor job of archiving the modern day game shows. And for some re and for many reasons, it makes sense because copyright claims by the publishing companies and the owners of these productions it makes complete sense. If like you own something and Fremontal knocks on the door, hey, you cannot air, uh, you can't save the Joel McHale Card Sharks episodes. Makes sense. No, it completely makes sense. But for personal preference or just for tape trading or sharing with friends, we are doing a terrible, terrible job of that. We need to do a little bit better on that, but there's nothing I can do about it because there are hundreds of game shows out there and I don't know where to start. It burns me out. It bums me out, too, because it's like, well, I could try and track down every episode of uh, the rebooted Double Dare, but that's already on Paramount+. Plus. For now, I don't know how long it'll be up. But what about the Fox Double Dare? I mean, that's an 80s television show i'm sure somebody has the fox versions of double dare i'm sure they have someone has every episode of fun house as well but when it comes down to like modern ass modern game shows the reality shows of the world i don't think so i don't think we are there i i think it is a, a wreck there will be, and I get it, like Lost Media is a big lucrative business too, but a lot of modern content ends up deleted, and I mean television show-wise, deleted, and that is new Lost Media, and I think that uh, needs to be more preserved as well, just as much as the 70s and 80s, because in the long line of television, we are now at the status where a lot of these shows... Like, even Canadian uh, shows, um, they uh, tried, what was that, um, what was that, uh, that Canadian game show I really enjoyed? Um, Inside the Box, that was it. I want to watch more Inside the Box. I don't know where to start. Where do you watch Dragon's Den, by the way? Th that's also on my mind. Um, for me, I'm just on, like, I, I try to use my VPN go to the be the Beebs, go to the ITB, and see, like, what is going on? Do they have some archival? But no. One of the weirdest shows I've seen in quite a while was Two Tribes, hosted by Richard Osman. That was his first game show, like, to present. Not, not like, uh, House of Games, but Two Tribes, 
where they had like a personality test and had like a quiz format where the winner can get 2,000 pounds in like sporting goods. Whoa, Nelly. Uh, <laughs> to me, that was like, that was such an interesting format because they had chess clock and had like this sort of streak based competition. But, eh, and that's about it. That's all you can really say. Um, can't watch it. You could maybe find clips, but that's about it. I think you're better, you can watch only Connect and some university challenges and some countdowns, but not all of them. That's, that's kind of what is confusing me by all this. So when we look into the future of game shows, which is going to be on YouTube and all of these places. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love these shows, but it seems like the, the pivot is going to be on streaming. Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max. But they're going to pull the plug on some of these shows. Did they pull the plug yet on Steph Curry's Tattletales reboot? Uh, what was it? About Last Night. That was what it was called. About Last Night. I liked it. I liked About Last Night. There's no banana section, but about last night is pretty all right. Um, but I think they pulled the plug. And I want to know if people still have it and can save it. Because that's kind of what's going to happen these days. You're going to see a game show on a streaming service. Because not, not a lot of people have cable anymore. Let's be frank. But they have streaming services, or they're bootlegging off someone. I know who you are. You're you're search. You're you're using a password. Um. They they, they want to watch a show. They watch it, and then that's it. Eventually, bullshit might pull off Netflix. Who knows? Awake might be pulled off Netflix. And if that day comes, who has the episodes of bullshit? That is the lost media question I have, because everything is moving way too fast and if it's not going to be one of these production-based televisions and i really do mean production-based uh you're going to talk about all these youtube game show things and to me that's that's a secondary i mean i'm sure people really want to preserve youtube videos and some channels will do that but uh game show wise there's not going to be a lot of options your your choices are going to be a big studio putting it on Netflix or Paramount Plus or Peacock, or it's going to end up on YouTube. And eventually the YouTube things get pulled or the streaming things get pulled and you're screwed. Then there's things there like the live game shows that you kind of see on Twitch. Now, I, I, I consider that a toss up because some of these are just played for fun. Like it is just bantering with your friends and, and it's just like, hey, I created this Wheel of Fortune software. We're going to play Wheel of Fortune. Or, hey, I built this Jeopardy software. We're going to play Jeopardy. I get that. I mean, that's the kind of the appeal for, like, the game show marathon every year. Um, but there will be a time when that doesn't get archived <laughs> or uh, a lot of things that are just like that are made and they don't get archived. But people want to preserve that kind of part of history. That is another question about this. I, it is going to be very questionable what happens in the future when it comes to game shows. I don't have all the answers to this because every single like time I think what's the future, 
I get told it's NFTs, it's cryptocurrency. Oh, you don't know, it's going to be the metaverse. It's going to be virtual reality game shows. I don't mean that. I mean in terms of a consumer watching the damn show. Are they? Is there going to be like, uh, uh, is my local ABC affiliate going to end up being able to be streamed on the internet and then I can go on that streaming thing at 7 o'clock and watch Wheel in Jeopardy? Or is this going to end up having to work out a deal with like a Tubi or a Freebie or Amazon Prime Video where every episode of a daily game show like a Jeopardy, like a Wheel of Fortune, or like a Family Feud end up being there? And you end up having to be just like the syndicator and you get to do the must run whenever you feel like, which is not really a must run. That is the question I, I need to know. Uh, to me, I was always assuming what the future was going to be was you're going to have a syndicator show. Like, like we'll just do Will and Jeopardy because those are the easiest ones. Uh, some places, it's, it's, it's a place that syndicators buy and they get these new episodes every day to air probably right before primetime. So 7, 7.30, sometimes 6, 6.30. When it's done, they don't rerun them unless there is like nothing to put on the air the next day or they finish the season. So for me, I'm wondering like where do you put the episodes? Something's telling me that has to be a secondary syndication somewhere. Rather, that's going to be on a streaming service to act as the secondary kind of syndication service to... Hey, you can watch this on your logo Fox 49 or you can watch it on Tubi, the newest episodes. And they just loop the same like four or five episodes. Or you're going to end up having to work out a deal with like a Hulu or another one of these places where it's you hit Jeopardy, you get pinged. Hey, new Jeopardy is up and you can watch it whenever you want. And it's at like noon uh, Eastern. So you can watch it at 9 a.m. You can watch it at, after work, whenever you feel like. Because there has to end up being uh, the case. Uh, if it was me, and this will never happen because it's me, I think the future needs to be like a sort of uh, like a Plex server situation mixed with streaming where you pick like five or six shows that you're interested in and you, and it builds out a personalized channel for you. Right. And, and like you, it, it schedules like you want it to be like in the morning, we'll have a morning news show. Then in the afternoon, if I'm here, maybe a mystery science here, 3000 episode, and then right at primetime game shows or uh, some sort of like weird, a uh, YouTube videos based on video games or something. There has to be some sort of way to pre-schedule everything for you. So that way, and this is the big question, this is the one I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself for. So that way, eventually, because when people do this all the time, there will be a time when you go, ah, there's so much things, I don't know what to watch. Ugh, I'm so overwhelmed. You can go to your personalized channel of shows and something you like will be on. And you could be okay with it. You could settle on that. And that's what I think is the future. 
Um, but that's going to take a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of deal making. And I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But if there's a way to do like the Spotify personalized for you tailored playlist for songs, certainly there's a place for personalized playlist for you daily live streaming so you don't have to really think about it. It's 6.15 and suddenly you're in the middle of a Jeopardy episode. That, that to me is what needs to end up being the, the future of television broadcast. But that will never, ever, ever happen unless you end up having to work a deal with every distributor out there in the world. And that's that's a huge undertaking. Uh, plus, maybe a lot of deals will end up crashing and burning, like what happens to Spotify with music artists. Uh, so going back to the original thing, it's going to end up being, these are going to be privatized on streaming services. You have to pay your monthly fee. Those will always rise, $15, $20 a month. And eventually they just fall off the wayside. So I need to remind people, please, if you just save these episodes, put them on a server somewhere, save them for later, because there will be a time when those get pulled and you'll be like, oh, that's right. They did like attempt a reboot of Figure It Out with Jeff Suffin, and I want to watch it. Whoops, I can't. That is where we're at. And that pisses me off way too much. So... That is it. Uh, in conclusion, please archive your favorite uh, game shows wherever you can, if you can. Don't just be reliant on the 70s and 80s stuff. Modern game shows and reality shows need love as well. Just for the sake of history of broadcasting, and two, because just like those game shows, they've maybe only aired once and never again, which was kind of the original pitch of Game Show Network. So... That will be it. Uh, please, please save your game shows where you can. Archive them. And uh, hopefully one day, there'll be a time when you can create your own little TV channel, your own little server. And even then, think about this. Think about this before we go. You could end up having like your own Saturday morning shows. Like if, if the, in the ideal world. You could wake up and Digimon and Voltron and Pokemon are all on. Wouldn't that be fun? Or Phineas and Ferb. Or Hey Arnold. You name it. Saved by the Bell. That will be fun. But that will never happen. Because that will end up being a monopoly. And that's always going to be terrible. So that's going to do That's going to do it for me tonight. Hope to see you guys uh, next time. Don't know when. For another episode. In conclusion, hey CW, you should probably pick up an American attempt at Games Master because it's a very cheap show. The rebooted one was for E4, which is the young adult teenage thing, which is your target demographic anyway. And also, you can end up doing game reviews and game challenges, and that'd be really cool because a national television network ends up putting faith in video games, which is a hot commodity. And as the trademark gimmick always says, did you know video games are a billion-dollar industry? Yes. Yes, we do. Anyway, Jordan Haas, signing off. <laughs>